0: into theology and studying the roots of the Bible but then I started to realize or discover the man-made nature of it I started seeing things that made me ask is God really speaking through this instrument my eyes were open to the reality of the Bible being just a document to control people Woody Harrelson my name is Austin and this is the second episode in my podcast a new way of thinking um, I welcome you and Glad you're willing to give me a few minutes of your time to, to take a listen and see what it's all about. Um, I take questions uh, and different things from current society, and I like to talk about it, kind of open it up and, and see how it stands against um, maybe reality or the, the truth behind what is actually being stated. Um, so welcome and thank you for listening. I want to open up with the scripture um, in, in 2 Peter 1.21. Peter says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Now, we know that when Peter wrote this, he was talking about Old Testament prophets. Um, when they would write or they would speak, they were receiving... um instructions for the Jewish people by God. So there was, there'd be a time of, of issue in their, um, society. They would fall away from God and God would use a person to relay instructions or messages to the people so as to, um, bring them back to where they needed to be. And, um, that's what the scripture is really talking about in Second Peter. But I think the application is there for us today um, that when we read the Bible, it's not just what says man or what man is wanting to control people with as Woody Harrelson uh, kind of uh, placed it. But the reality is that um, the Bible is a way for God to relay his desire, his instruction to man so as to better their standing um, and to uh, restore what was there originally prior to the fall of man. The reality today is that many people have an opinion like Woody Harrelson. Many view the Bible as a story steeped in mysticism and fable. They view it as a document that's really lost all relevance and it's been swept away um, by continuous scientific findings that contradict uh, what the Scripture says about the story of a people and their God. Uh, science is the scientific approach um, to explaining the what about something, not the why, as we talked about in our last episode. And since the scientific approach of high, higher historical criticism in the late 1800s Um, it would seem that there's been many people whose faith has been shaken by the writings of authors such as Bart Ehrman and those that are members of uh, the so-called Jesus Society, who have taken uh, basically scientific interpretations to an all-new and unfortunate ending. They find basically themselves in this never-ending liberal bias towards the Scripture um, there's an article on Theopedia about higher historical criticism, and they say that it is an umbrella term covering various techniques for applying literary, historical, critical methods and analyzing and studying the Bible and its textual content. The word criticism is not, uh, not to be taken in the negative sense of attempting to denigrate the Bible— Although this motive is found in its history, technically biblical criticism simply refers to the scholarly approach of studying, evaluating, and critically assessing the Bible as literature in order to understand it better. So you take the the Bible in its entirety and you place it in the historical critical, um, with within the historical critical method, and you you look at the the context to which the Bible was written, the language it was written in, the people who it was written to. And that is how you make the interpretation of the Bible, which is a very accurate uh, method of interpreting Scripture. Uh, We don't want to take what the Scripture is saying and apply a 21st century mode of thinking onto certain Scriptures. That's where a lot of people get into trouble. Now, the history of historical criticism, it came from Europe and European rationalism. They took a, a very secular approach in asking questions regarding the origin and composition of the text. Uh, this is continuing from Theopia, Theopedia, including when and where it originated, how, why, by whom, for whom, and in what circumstances it was produced, what influences were at work in its production, and what original oral or written sources may have been used in its composition. And the message of the text as expressed in its language, including the meaning of the words as well as the way in which they are arranged in meaningful form of expression. The principles of higher criticism are based on reason rather than revelation and are also speculative in nature. So basically, when people are reading the Bible and they're using and applying this higher historical critical method, generally there is an attempt, depending on the author, depending on who is writing, to be very critical of the text – uh, secularizing it, um, doubting it, being very skeptical of the uh, revelatory nature of the text, uh, that being what God was revealing to man. They're very skeptical um, that what we have is the truth. Um, but the reality is is that we can trust the scriptures. When you begin to dive into um, some of the different errors that exist in in, this, in the New Testament, for example, um, I don't know the exact numbers. It's something like there's four hundred thousand errors in the uh, in the Greek New Testament Bible, uh, but when you begin to dive into what those errors are, nine times out of tens, it's mis- it's uh, misspellings of words or flipping words around in sentences, and really dependent upon who was who was scribing those um, those manuscripts at the time. So it's not really as bad as people would make it out to be and really depending on what author you're reading, whether he is more liberal or conservative is in his interpretation of the Bible will affect his um, outlook or his view on what the scripture is really saying or what the origins of the Bible are truly um, are true, are truly being taught. Uh, The sad truth is, is that there are many people who have found themselves in a situation like Woody Harrelson. Uh, They opened up a Bible. They were searching for truth, looking, for the words of God to man, and were sideswiped by this unfortunate finding of those authors who have all but given up on the infallible authorship of the Scriptures. Uh, they've drank in the Kool Aid, so to speak, of uh, liberal higher historical criticism, and they found themselves in some in some sedi- severe doubt of the authenticity of Scriptures. Um, they were in a, a tough time in their lives, and they began to want to know who God is. If I, I think a lot of people have been there. They, they were struggling with something, and they began to dive into the Word of God. But unfortunately, uh, as we read in the Bible, the seed fell in thorns, and there was an issue there with where the seed fell, um, and they came across authors who were very negative towards the Scriptures and their faith was shaken, whatever faith they had. That's why it's very important when you begin to study the Bible, when you begin to dive into the Bible. In my opinion, it is key that you look towards the conservative authors. You look towards people who have a viewpoint of the Bible that are um, that is that the Bible is infallible, that the Bible is scriptural, that it's true. Once you are grounded in that, um, I believe it's okay to maybe, uh, read other authors who have differing views in what you believe and what the truth is of the Bible, the word of God. Um, then it's okay to read their reviews and their understanding so as to maybe learn how to minister to those that may have similar questions or similar understandings of what this other author, this other opinion has. Um, Truth be told, it's really sad. Uh, this reading about this Harrelson guy—it uh, reminded me a lot of of the story of Pilate and and Christ. When Pilate uh, had the opportunity, he said, "What is truth?" And when you read it, it seems that Pilate just turns away right before Christ could answer, and he missed out on an opportunity uh, to change his life. Truth be told, I, I mean, I found myself in a similar situation with with harrelson um i would doubt was a large part of my life for a while i, I talked about it in the last episode i got involved with groups of people who had serious bitterness towards god and uh and the church, and they fell into this whole infidel writings of like daniel dennett uh sam harris richard dawkins all those kind of guys uh, and i get into these arguments and and uh what young people try to do at that time and when they're backed against the wall and they really don't have a belief in God, they just know that they believe in God. It's, there's a big difference there. Um, I would attempt to defend myself, but in reality, I, um, I didn't know who I was trying to defend. I truly didn't know God. And, uh, and at the end of these battles, I'd find my faith really shaken uh, to a degree that I didn't really know how to recover and it wasn't until Bible college and, and that whole thing that really began to assist me and, and help me grow my faith. Uh, but Socrates, he he once said, and he was an old philosopher. He once said, "The unquestioned life is is a life not worth living." Now, this is an extreme uh, approach, uh, but I have respected this this saying. Admittedly, questioning things is not for the faint of heart. Not everyone should question things. Um, it's a it's a it's a a fact of human nature that men have questions, people have questions. They. And it's a good thing too, because you don't want to just take everything said um, as as the gospel truth. You don't want to take it all as gospel truth, because then a lot of people are misguided, and a lot of people end up in a place that they shouldn't be. But there is room in scripture for having questions. Um, there is room for scripture, or there's room in scripture for you to to worry about things or to not have um, a complete understanding about something and want to know, want to. Uh, dive into what it says, and that's great. That's how you learn. The Bible says to study to show thyself approved. Studying means diving into what you believe, what is said, and approving it, approving yourself in it, finding yourself in the theology. It says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and I think a lot of people don't do that as much as they should, and they end up misguided. They end up in cults. They end up in, in, in many other things. Whereas if they would have just asked a question, if they would have just understood or, or understood that it's okay to ask a question, they could have been uh, saved. They could have uh, continued on in the faith. There is reasonable answers for the existence of God. There are reasonable answers for your questions about the Bible. You just really need to know where to look, where who to talk to, what to look for. Um, I've I've found, thankfully, many, many, many people that know how to defend the truth of the Word of God, that know how to give a reasonable answer for the questions that we have. Um, Some of us, like myself, we don't have a choice but to have deep philosophical questions. It's just in our nature. And finding these answers uh, to these questions is difficult at times. But having questions is all, a part about, is, is all a part of the experience of life. And it is biblical, like I said. Peter, who was the rock of the church, who was handed the keys to the kingdom, he had questions. Questions about what was to come and, and being the bold gent that he was, he was willing to ask them. But there's a, there's a dichotomy I'd like, I like to draw. Peter had questions and Judas had questions. Jesus rebuked them both. Jesus said to, to, to Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. And Peter rebuked Judas after um, the, the oil was poured out and, and broken over Jesus. Uh, P, Judas said These, this could have uh, been given to the poor, and Jesus rebuked him for it. But what's really interesting to me is that one became the rock of the church. The other sold Christ out and committed suicide. Now, the difference, in my opinion, between the two is the heart of the issue. The Christian is taught from Christ Himself that all issues of life flow from the heart—lust, pride, murder, envy, strife. They are all issues of the heart. We find in Proverbs it said, "Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life." It's okay to have questions. It's okay to wonder about things, and that's what this—that's what the whole idea of this podcast is about: a new way of thinking. It's okay to to ask your questions. Um. And, and I'll help you find the answers. I'll help you dive into it, and we'll dive into it together, and we'll figure some things out, some tough questions out. Let's do that together. Um, don't let your questions forfeit your faith. Uh, I read a study the other day that the highest reason, um, statistically speaking, for people leaving the church is that they had questions, but they didn't know how to answer it. Or when they um, asked someone who was above them, Uh, about these questions that they were just told it's, it's a, it's an issue of your heart, go and pray about it and it'll go away. But to some of us, those questions don't go away. And we need to find these answers and we need to study to show thyself approved. It is scriptural. So as we begin to, um, go a little bit deeper into these podcasts and into these questions or into these, um, uh, uh, desires to learn or to, um, to know more, let's go into it with an understanding that we need to guard our heart with all diligence because out of that flows the issues of life. So as we find people that don't agree with us or as we find um, sayings or um, studies that, are, that don't quite mesh with our current belief system, We need to pray. We do need to pray. Prayer is an important aspect of this entire thing. Um, We need to pray that God would would protect us from what we shouldn't see and open us up to what we should see according to His Word. And as we do that, and as we ask questions, as we dive into the Word, as we study to show ourselves approved, as we guard our heart, things will um, begin to be revealed to us that we may not have understood before. So uh, that's the end of this podcast. I thank you and I I hope you enjoy it. Leave some some questions, some comments, some concerns. Tell me what you want to hear and we'll see about doing it.